Let's do it. Let's get it. I think it's so important that we have a BCM on a college campus because it gives students the opportunity to find a community of faith to discover their gifts and to be able to see their, their campus as a mission field. So we want to welcome the high schoolers. We're super excited y'all are here. I think that evangelism and discipleship are important on the college campus and especially here at UT Martin because students are able to find uh, that aspect of relationship and accountability to help them as they walk through their years on the college campus and they are challenged to see how they can live their life in front of their friends for the kingdom. How do I know for sure I have eternal life? And I think that's both a, a campus missionary and as a campus intern here at the University of Tennessee at Martin working with the BCM. Um, I see my role there as both being uh, an evangelistic role as well as a, a role focused on discipleship. If anyone would come after me and let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is my third year and it's been the most rewarding thing to see the very raw reality of the gospel being presented and the gospel being learned and like lives literally being changed. Tonight was especially a big event to me because I accepted Christ. Courtney, she's here and she's just someone that you can really talk to, especially um, girls that can just go to someone to be mentored by. She was just able to be there for me and just comfort me during the time that I had tonight. I think it's important that we have students like Zach and Courtney serve in the role of campus missionaries uh, because it, it helps them discover God's call on their life, potentially ministry. It allows them to give back to a ministry that invested in them while they were in college and it gives them the opportunity to invest in the new students that are coming in onto the college campus. When I see younger students who come in to the BCM who have for a large part through their own profession been living very nominally, kind of on the edge of their faith, to see those guys grow into a place where their desire becomes to glorify God with everything that they're doing and to see them start discipling younger guys of their own. There's no better feeling than, than taking somebody under your wing and then letting them go knowing that they're going to be able to reach people that perhaps I'm not going to. Would you like for me Pop-Tart? As Tennessee Baptists give through the cooperative program and the golden offering, it makes it possible for BCM to do what they do in ministry on the college campuses to reach the the, the next generation and to equip ministers for the future. College is where they sit in their science class and they're like, oh my goodness, like where's my VBS shirt? You know, like where's my VBS keychain that tells me like it's all gonna be okay? And then they go to their psychology class that there's like, there is no God. You have to develop your own mind. And they come here and they're scared. And they're like, I don't know what's going on. And you get to introduce them to the Lord. And there's nothing better than that, ever. Good morning, Clearview. Good morning, Clearview. Um, we're really excited about Great Commission Month here at Clearview. Um, every Sunday, as Jason said, we're going to have a, a different speaker and a different emphasis. But the Lord has really woven uh, a unique month together this year, and we're super excited about that. 
in your chairs about every other seat you should have a booklet uh, this has um, a, a lot of great information I'd encourage you to put this in your Bible um, places where you you uh, have your quiet time in the back of the booklet you will find prayer requests from all of our partners and not only are we financial partners with these folks they count on us for their prayer for our for prayer support as well because that is the main thing that gets them through the work that they do and so that is found in the back but you will also find information about each of our ministry partners locally nationally and internationally uh, you will also find a list of next year's opportunities to go and serve both um, locally and uh, across the state as well as across the United States. We're still kind of working on the international piece, trying to see what travel is going to look like for us in the next year. But if the opportunity presents itself, then we will, we will walk through that door when it comes. And so that's in there. But the, the other thing you're going to hear this month is about uh, the Great Commission offering. Last year we called it the Unified Missions Offering, and I never liked that title. <laughs> and so this year and from, from moving forward, we're going to refer to it as Great Commission Offering. And that is your opportunity to contribute. Uh, it's in the book on how you can do that um, to, in November and in December. And all the money that is given to that offering in November and December come January, we'll tally that up and then we'll divide that up according to the percentages that you find in your book. So real quickly, 80% of that will stay with us to support the ministries that we have out in the atrium. Uh, to support our ministry partners that we partner with. So, and as that also uh, funds mission scholarships for you to go on mission trips. And so there's several things that that offering uh, does. It also, 5% uh, goes to the International Mission Board to support our international missionaries that serve around the world. Through the North American Mission Board for the church planters that are planting churches all across our country. And then another 5% goes to the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home, which is just down the street. And then the last 5% goes to our state missions offering. Uh, the, those dollars stay right here in our state to reach the 80 plus percent of our population that don't have a relationship with uh, a faith-based group, which means they don't have a relationship with the Lord. And so today I'm super excited to inter introduce my friend Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany and I have known each other probably about four or five years, mm -hmm. I would guess. And so Tiffany, tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Tiffany Hudson, and I get the pleasure of serving as, um, we call it, Collegiate Ministry Specialist at Vanderbilt University as my primary, primary responsibility. Um, as of this week, we actually uh, have transitioned to a metro model, and so we have presence at Vanderbilt, Lipscomb, and Belmont, and so I oversee our team uh, that is doing collegiate ministry on those campuses in our city. Great. So Tiffany and I were talking before, and... Um, so Tiffany, tell us how many college students are in our universities and colleges across Tennessee. So across the state, there's approximately 350,000 college students. So that's quite a mission state. field um, right here in our state of just the students that are on some form of college campus, whether that is a community college, um, a state college, a private university. Um, but 350,000 is quite a bit. It's a lot of people, and those students are coming from everywhere from within our own state as well as across our country and around the world. Yes. So we'll hit the around the world in just a few minutes. But um, 
tell us what's it like for a college student on a college campus today? What are they encountering when they get there? Oh, that's a, that's a lot <laughs> um, these days, especially with COVID. Um, and, you know, that's kind of changed. It's changed all of our lives, but it certainly has changed, um, you know, the demographics on a college campus and just the things that they have encountered. And we have um, kind of, you know, if you're looking at a, a traditional school like Vanderbilt, Lipscomb, Belmont, you know, traditionally students are there for about four years. Um, we're looking at um, a senior class is the only class of students that has not had that that has seen college life in a pre-COVID world. So we have, you know, just the seniors that are aware of what college should could look like. Um, even the juniors now, their freshman year was disrupted towards the end with COVID. And then the sophomores are kind of like freshmen again because in most of our campuses, um, the sophomores were there last year for their first year, but most of their classes were online. Um, there are lots of COVID precautions and things like that. And then they were the class that lost their senior year of high school, um, you know, prom and senior graduation, all of those things got disrupted and then um, they came to college and it looked nothing like the typical college experience. And then you have a first year class that's kind of getting to have this mix of like, still a lot of precautions, but then um, some freedom with that. And so in ministry, we're recognizing that we have very few students that know what, you know, as for us, BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministries, what our ministry should look like or what it could look like and what are some of the things. So we're kind of in this process of like, it's a fresh start in some ways, but it's also a retraining of students and helping them see how they can minister and reach their classmates. Wow, really different from when you and I were on campus. Yes, much. Um, tell us what uh, campus ministry looks like on these campuses. What, how do you reach out into the, the campuses and uh, Bible studies and so forth. Yeah, well, free food is um, kind of our, our draw for a lot of things. Um, we do hand out a lot of free food on our college campuses. Um, it is just a way to capture students. Um, and so we do that um, in a lot of ways. If you stop by our table out there, you'll see Pop-Tarts, you'll see um, granola bars. You saw that in the video. That's just an easy way that we can um, meet students on campus and we kind of set up in high traffic areas and try to um, say, hey, would you like a like, granola bar or would you like coffee and just um, outreach in that way. Um, and in a lot of our campuses, we have uh, free lunch programs or like a dollar lunch and usually that, that dollar goes to support uh, students doing missions. Um, and so we have, we, we have that as well as an outreach. Um, and then we have Bible studies uh, on our campuses here in Nashville, we call them D groups. And we, um, to me, I tell my students, if, if we're gonna get a student to do anything, this is the most important thing. We want them to be involved in a Bible study. We want them studying God's word. And so most of those are student led. Um, and then from time to time, we'll have worship gatherings um, and outings. We just had a big barn party this Friday night. Um, just lots of um, fun events, fellowship events, um, events that help students create community because we're all designed for community. We're all longing for community, um, especially in a season like COVID when we've been cut off from that community in a lot of ways. So we try to f do a lot of things that foster community um, and then also helping them um, connect uh, in God's word. And then a really big part of what we do is helping students connect with local churches. And I tell students all the time, um, 
college is a season, the church is forever. And so if you have to choose between one of the two things, um, I would beg you to choose the church because helping them find a church that they can commit to, that they can be a part of, um, not only helps them be a better student and be a better um, you know, steward of their college campus and a better missionary on their college campus, but it helps them get connected to the city in which they live. It helps them get connected to people of all generations, of all walks of life. Um, and to me, that's a, a greater asset than you know, just showing up and doing fun things at the BCM. Got some feedback going on. I know, I don't know if that's um, my earring. <laughs> so how do students find out about campus ministry and how do they get plugged in? Yeah, so um, on most of our college campuses, we're able to um, set up at the, the beginning of the semester at a campus life fair. And so that's a big way that we uh, reach out to students. We, again, we're, we're handing out free food, we're handing out um, you know free promo stuff and just trying to help them. Um, we also do a lot of social media advertisement, trying to help students um, just reach out um, in, in a way that is um, something that they do all the time. And so we do, we spend a lot of time on social media um, just trying to engage students. Uh, that's kind of a first step. Uh, it used to be that they would go to a website, but now first step is like Instagram. And I'm kind of learning now that um, I have a 16 year old at home. Um, and she has informed me that they don't really look at Instagram anymore, so I'm kind of going, I don't know what's next, but we got to figure that out. <laughs> um, you guys can help me. Um, but just try, we're always trying to stay with the times and trying to engage students in a way um, that they're, you know, that meets them where they are. So. so we talked about there are students on these campuses from all walks of life, from all over the world. Tell us about... Um, are there many international students on your campuses, kind of where they might be from? Um, and how could Clearview help you reach those students? Yeah, so I learned actually this week, there's uh, more than I thought. Um, at Vanderbilt, I don't know the numbers for Belmont and Lipscomb, but they, they do have quite a few uh, international students on those campus, but campuses. But at Vanderbilt, we have 2,000 roughly uh, international students. Um, a large, the largest population of those students are um, from countries in Asia, so they're Asian students. Uh, so there's another Christian organization on campus um, that is Asian American Christian Fellowship, and they have they run like 200 um, just Asian American students. So just a really high population high of population. Asian students. And the, they send their best and the brightest from these countries to study in our universities. So how can we partner with you to help them hear the gospel and take the gospel back to those countries, many of which, as Americans, we can't go to? Uh, and so how can we partner with you to help them take the gospel back to those places? Um, um, I used to do BCM work in New Orleans at Tulane, and when I was at Tulane, um, one of the things that I learned from um, a Chinese student was the number one thing that I want to do while I'm in America is visit an American home. Now we think that's so simple, like just come on over. Um, but that is like, it is high on their list of things that they want to do. Now they do a lot of traveling while they're here um, because it's, you know, to them when they're in America, they wanna go to New York City and they wanna go to some of these like larger cities and hear and see for themselves the things that they've heard about um, when they're back home in their home country. Um, but yeah, so that's like a huge thing. And so um, 
coming alongside BCM, we're partnering with um, navigators and they do a lot. They already have a well-established international ministry and so I'm kind of one of those people. There are too many college students on our college campus for us to fight over them. Let's join together and try to work together at reaching them. And so uh, one of the ways that you can do that is opening your home holidays um, or just taking them out to dinner or saying, hey, you want to come over and do laundry? Um, it's It doesn't, you don't have to plan a whole lot, um, just inviting them into where you are. Um, a lot of times, it just depends on the university, but a lot of times during the holiday season, and especially now with COVID, they, they cannot freely travel back home. It costs a lot, but also there's a lot of restrictions around that right now. And so when they're here, they're a lot of times they're here until their college career is over. Um, and then they're looking at a career that may take them back to their home country. Um, so break, breaks, uh, winter break, summer break, they're looking for um, places to stay. Um, I have even, <laughs> it's really adventurous, I have even taught um, an international student how to drive so that they could get their driver's <laughs> license. And it takes a lot of nerve to do that. Um, but if you're willing, let me know, because occasionally you find that student that's like, I want to get my driver's license. You know? So there's a lot of needs, um, things that you would, you know, if you kind of put yourself in their shoes, if you were um, a student in a foreign country, what would you want? Um, there's just basic needs, and they want to learn about your culture. And so that's an easy way to introduce them to Jesus because that is a part of your culture. You are a believer in Jesus. You celebrate Christmas. This is why you celebrate Christmas. So it's kind of a, an easy opportunity to share. It's international missions right here at home, in your home. So that's, that's really exciting to think about, uh, being able to do that. Um, so tell us how, shifting gears a minute, how... How is BCM work funded? How do you, where do your resources come from to do your work? Yeah, so uh, in that video, you heard mention of Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions, and you heard about cooperative program, and here at your church, you have kind of put all those things in one. Uh, we love churches like Clearview that do that, because it just simplifies um, a lot of Baptist terms that we have, but I am a Tennessee Baptist Mission Board employee. Um, I don't office out of our, our Franklin office in Berry Farms, but my office is on the campus at Vanderbilt. Um, and so we have 23 campuses across the state. Um, a lot of us have buildings, and so our buildings are funded through that golden offering. And so when your church gives to Tennessee Missions, um, that helps us maintain our buildings. And my building at Vanderbilt is smack in the middle of campus, and all the things that are built up around it um, we, that building was built somewhere in the 60s, and now we're very much in the middle of campus, um, right across from an upperclassman dorm at our back door, which we're about to renovate because they built a brand new dorm and residential facility in our back door, which has changed the traffic flow um, to where we're kind of, we got to flip our building a little bit. Um, but all of that is funded through the Golden Offering. Um, I, my salary, my seminary degree, a lot of those things, um, I'm, a, I'm a Baptist girl through and through, um, all of those things uh, happen through the cooperative program, and it's, it really is. Um, to, I get excited when I think about people that had the foresight years and years ago to create a system to where uh, we fund so many things, and so the fact that I get to work on a college campus because you pass an offering plate in your church is a really big deal to me. Um, and so we're funded through that. And then we have a, a board, uh, John Garner, that's on your church staff, is part of our BCM of Greater Nashville board. They oversee 
um, what we do on campus. They oversee our budget, they vote on that. Um, but they also help us with fundraising efforts. And so we fundraise some funds locally to help with the day in and day out ministry on our campuses. Um, and then we, um, we also are able to have um, some campus missionaries, like those two that you saw in that video. Fun fact, they're married now, and they're both in seminary in New Orleans. Um, they met at UT Martin, so you never know what's going to happen in BCM. Um, but we're also, because of uh, the, the fundraising efforts that our, board, our boards put on, we're able to hire people like them um, in a campus ministry role where they can help us, they can come alongside us. Um, they're extra hands and feet on our campuses. Um, but they're also getting ministry experience that is really valuable um, and hopefully will carry them on to a really successful ministry career. So it's kind of a loaded question. We're funded in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, and alumni too uh, help, help a lot. Give. So she mentioned something called the cooperative program and um, that's part of being a part of the greater Southern Baptist family that we're a part of as Tennessee Baptist uh, Clearview. Uh, chooses to give to that offering through our general budget uh, that that we take up and so seven percent of our budget goes to cooperative program but the state missions offering uh, those dollars stay right here in Tennessee to help fund ministries like what Tiffany's involved in as well as church planting language work across our state um, compassion ministries across Tennessee all of those dollars stay in Tennessee um, you know, it's Tennessee's responsibility to reach Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so that's an opportunity through our state missions offering to do that. Um, tell us about a student that's been impacted through BCM ministry that you've worked with. Ooh, that was, I've been, that's the one question I've been thinking about all week because it's really hard to just choose one. Um, the thing I love about college ministry is um, just the lasting impact that it made. Uh, the reason that I am a campus minister is because my senior year of high school, I visited a friend um, on her college campus and raked leaves to raise money for summer missions, and I never quit BCM after that. And here I am, um, many years later, uh, serving in a campus ministry role. Um, and so the, I think the thing that I love is that I get the opportunity to encounter students that you just never know where they're going to end up. And so we have, you know, if you watch the World Series, there were two... Vanderbilt graduates on the Braves. Like, you just don't know where these people are going to end up. My, my boss recently wrote an article um, for the Baptist and Reflector, uh, which is our Baptist like newsletter that goes out um, about uh, Vanderbilt BCM alumni that are involved in COVID-19 research, that are involved in vaccine research. So these were students that my boss was once the BCM director at Vanderbilt. Um, he was able to have a part in impacting their lives and so um, and now they're playing a really big role in how we live our lives today um, and so I don't know that there's like one student that I can really pick um, we have a student Amanda at Vanderbilt that is um, a junior she uh, is over the summer she spent her summer in Nashville doing brain cancer research and so if you want to see Amanda like get really excited about something ask her about her cells that are <laughs> in her lab uh, that she goes and like babysits and um, moves from petri dish over here to this one over here just because they grow and do different things um, but I looked at her one day and over the summer she I would pick her up and take her to church and I said Amanda like you know that you have the ability to like 
have some sort of like research breakthrough that could cure brain cancer. And she was like, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. And the really crazy part is that she's not even really interested in that as a career path. It was just an opportunity um, that she had to study this summer. And so those are the kind of students on our college campuses um, that we get to help study the Bible, that we get to connect to a church that you never know that one day you're in a hospital and they might be your doctor or you might go to some concert if you're if it's about Matsuda and they might be the source of entertainment at that concert. Um, you just never know. There's so many, uh, you know, opportunities and things that these students could grow, uh, grow up to be one day. Um, Friday night, I mentioned we had a barn party, and um, there's one student that is goes to Nosy Art School. So I did not know that there was an art school in Nashville. So if you didn't know, you're in good company because I did not know that until I met uh, my friend Kylie. And the reason that I met Kylie is because her mom reached out to me via Instagram. Um, her parents are missionaries in the Middle East, and uh, Kylie was just having a hard time like connecting with other believers at her school. And so her mom went to Texas A&M, was involved in B the equivalent of BCM there, and said, I just thought maybe there's a BCM in Nashville. And so um, now uh, Kylie and I and another Belmont student meet every other Tuesday. We memorize scripture together and we just talk about life. And um, it's just been fun over the course of this summer and the last few weeks, just watching her build community, watching her find a church that she really belongs to, and watching her make friends with other college students that are like her. And so there's just there's a thousand stories like that of just students that are, are connecting and really finding a place to belong and growing together in their walk and their relationship with Jesus. It's exciting. It really is about building community with with students and that's what as you said earlier what they're seeking we all are at this with the last two years so the prayer request you gave us to mm -hmm. pray for was to pray for favor with university faculty and staff tell us about that what does that mean and how important is that yeah so as i stated before um, i'm employed by the tennessee baptist mission board and um, i like they appoint me to vanderbilt's campus and to belmont and um, and so we work really closely with the university and with uh, faculty and staff um, at a university. And so they're kind of the gatekeepers of what you get to do. And you always want to um, be a good ministry partner um, at Belmont. You know, it's a Christian university. And so they kind of applaud what we do and support what we do in a lot of ways. And, and we can kind of, at Belmont and at Lipscomb too, we can kind of come alongside a lot of the like already established programming that a university is doing. and. Um, support what they're doing and uh, really become a part of the community that is that particular college campus. Um, at Vanderbilt, it's very different. Uh, it's, it's a lot more of a secular environment, and so uh, we're always trying to, you know, sometimes just not rock the boat. Um, we want to be able to be on campus and to be there for a long time, like for the lifetime of that university. We want to be there because, like we just talked about, like we are we are reaching the nations from Nashville, Tennessee, um, from the middle of campus. And so um, favor in that, like meeting people, building relationships, um, having an opportunity even with faculty and staff at our universities to be able to um, share the gospel with them, but also just to be a good steward of the, the home in which you live, um, being on your college campus and being a partner to what's going on. So, um, and being able to continue that ministry for a really long time. Because they, or the gatekeeper, as you've said. Yes. So, 
Uh, Jason's going to come up in just a minute, and um, but before he comes up, how can we pray for Tiffany? and Tiffany, the campus minister. Yeah, well, I failed to mention this in my introduction of myself, uh, but I'm a mom and wife, and uh, my husband is a worship pastor, and uh, we have four daughters. We uh, blended our family a couple years ago, so Kim, I'm, I'm proud she didn't introduce me by my old last name, um, but uh, we we bunched our, our family together, and so we have four daughters ranging from 16, 12, 10, and 6, and so our life um, like that's a full-time job if you're a parent you know that um, and so just managing life and logistics with four very active daughters um, but also two ministries um, we I was out Friday night I got home at 11:45 and was in bed a little after midnight and we were up sun, Saturday morning uh, to do a service project with our church like at the location by 7.30. So some days are just like that. There's a lot of things going on. And so um, just perseverance and stamina to, to manage um, all the life things. Um, but also, again, just like that, the prayer request for campus, just favor on our campuses, just favor with students, being able to meet students um, and just being able to, a lot. one of the things I pray for a lot is just being able to relate to them, um, being able to, um, meet them and, and have a conversation that um, engages them enough so that they would come back and so that we would have a greater opportunity to walk alongside them to um, help them either establish a relationship with Jesus or deepen that relationship that they already have. Okay. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for being with us yeah, today. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, you often don't think about sharing something with somebody like a tweet or an email or sending them a sermon or sending them a podcast. You don't often think of that as missions, but it is. It's not that you have to send it to the whole world or post every single thing we do at Clearview on your feed. But if, if you've heard a sermon or if you've listened to a podcast, think through your life. I mean, God, who needs to hear this? Sometimes it, it, it doesn't need to go on your Facebook page. Sometimes it needs to go on your Twitter, but sometimes just a simple text to one person can make all the difference in the world to sending them the Word of God in real time. Share it. You'd be surprised how far it goes.